0: Attention Camp Video Games, this is Head Counselor Michael Manes. welcome to your first day of camp. Here at Camp Video Games, we'll join Junior Counselors Josh and Sean as they talk about The Legend of Zelda animated television series from 1989. We also play the shows correlating games and talk about them too. Due to budget cuts, all campers juice boxes are cancelled indefinitely. Until we get a few more campers on the Patreon, there's not enough juice for you kids. But if you mix up a little squirt of the discount mess hall ketchup in your water, it kind of works. Just don't use too much. It's discount ketchup because it's expired, but that doesn't mean it was free. Complaints can be directed to your junior counselors. On that note, attention junior counselors, in lieu of paychecks, this week we've significantly increased your juice box allotment. All right, everyone, let's join junior counselors Josh and Sean as they discuss the first episode of The Legend of Zelda. It's a show based on the first two Nintendo Fantasy Adventure video games of the same name. The show is about a horned up surfer boy who dresses like Peter Pan in the magical kingdom of Hyrule. Link just wants to get into Princess Zelda's legendary pants! There's an evil piggy boy, too! Oh! Oh, I think that went well! Oh, jeez! Oh, okay. Alright, guys, I'm gonna go soak my feet for a bit. Is this thing still on?
1: This is delightful, I'm so glad we came here, feel those vibrations at Camp Video Games. Welcome to Camp Video Games. I am your junior counselor, Sean, and with me is my pal Josh. Why don't you say hi, Josh?
2: Oh, hey, what's going on? Welcome to Camp Video Games. I Camp hope y'all got plenty goods. of juice boxes in you today. I
1: got 16 juice boxes on lockdown, and I'm gonna just keep drinking them until I fall asleep.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've been. I've been mixing mine with uh, other other uh, substances. He's been mixing his
1: with some ketchup water. <laughs> So, here at Camp Video Games, we like to talk about video game adaptations for the TV, for this big screen. We like to talk about video games based on movies, movies based on video games. We like to talk about video games, and we like to go camping, and we like to hang out and talk with our pals. So, you're here, that means you're a pal, and you're already an honorary member of Camp Video Games, so welcome.
2: Yeah, that's right. I'm proud to welcome everybody here to Camp Video Games. And uh, just a quick riff on my bona fides. Why you should listen to me as your junior camp counselor. Everybody shut up and listen to my tales. Uh, here, here at Camp Video Games, I'm, I'm pointing out to my, my fellow counselor right now. I've got the uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 and Zelda The Adventures of Link, Nintendo Power, Triple Feature Lunchbox right here behind me on my shelf in the Temple of Time. And behind that, uh, I, I've got a solid uh, two-thirds of the issues of Nintendo Power released uh, between about 1988 and 1997. So shut up and listen, kids. I know what I'm talking about. And we're here to discuss in this first series of camp video games the Legend of Zelda series that featured on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show alongside the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Is that correct?
1: That's right. Yeah, we're going to we're going to go through, talk about The Legend of Zelda, uh, which uh, aired in 1989 for 13 episodes. Um, and then side by side, we're, we're, we're playing through Breath of the Wild in anticipation for uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which is going to come out in the next month or so. And um, yeah, it's just it's worth noting all of the similarities and very uh, uh Big differences between Zelda today and Zelda nearly 30-plus uh, years ago.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, and noting that the Zelda of 30-plus years ago that we're talking about, the uh, series, again, that aired with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, uh, is a very different model of Zelda, I, I don't know, storytelling than what uh, Shigeru Miyamoto and the gang at Nintendo may have had in line. They, they actually gave up some control on that. Which, uh, I don't know if you want to go through the history of that before we dive into the episode? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. sure.
1: Well, I guess I should, I should probably give my credentials, too. Um,
2: yes, sir. So,
1: yeah, I grew up in the mountainous countryside of Kyoto. And as a young boy, I liked to explore the surrounding wilderness. But one day I discovered a cave that was hidden, and no one else had ever found it before. And uh, after a few days, I built up the courage and I entered that cave. And inside, I found a VHS bootleg of The Legend of Zelda TV show. And uh, you know, from there, I got very well acquainted with my pals Link, Zelda, Sprite. And you know what? I even like Ganon. He's, he, he might be a villain to some. I say he's misunderstood. And he's been maligned his entire life it's it's worth noting that uh no one comes out clean in the legend of zelda <laughs> villains all around
2: uh that is that is a fair point that we'll probably get into with the series but uh your, your history seemed to align quite closely <laughs> with uh one I'm I'm quite familiar with of somebody else you're not you're not um you're not cribbing that from anybody you're not plagiarizing are you
1: no 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 i am uh, of of Japanese descent. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, you know, cross-legged, having a nice time. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what you mean. I mean, you know, did, is there somebody else that has told a similar story? Or
2: No, I can't think of it. It couldn't possibly be anybody that's already been mentioned on this program. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we can, we can move along. I yeah. trust your bona fides Oh, sure.
1: So, um... This TV show was really important to me growing up. Um, as a as a kid, I I had an Atari and I had a Nintendo. Um, I was born in 1986. Uh, I would say we're both the prime demographic for this TV show when it was coming out. 100. Um, and uh, funny enough, I did not own the very first Legend of Zelda game for the Nintendo until years later. But I had Zelda Two, The Adventure of Link, and it's it's a really fun game especially if you're like just learning how to like play video games in general it's like kind of like learning it's a trial by fire it's a very difficult game and i feel like it uh was it's the a, first
2: souls like game yeah it really is it really <laughs>
1: is uh the the amount of like finesse that's needed to just get through the second level is incredible just to find a
2: level in that game
1: yeah it's 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 uh it's it's very different from the first Zelda, but in some ways it's it's got a lot of similarities that are overlooked by fans. Um, it seems to be quite uh, looked down on by a lot of people just because of the difficulty level. Um, but if you give it enough time, if you pretend like it's the only video game you owned for a while, and it's the only thing you're going to play, you'll, you'll get pretty good at it pretty quickly. Uh, right. it, if anything, it reminds me the most of uh, Castlevania uh, is, a, is a pretty good uh, yeah. Uh, it, it was an
2: amalgamation of what would become a lot of styles. Uh, but I'll, I'll give my history with Zelda real quick before we dive yeah, into Yeah, go episode. for it. Man. We got a lot of material to get through today. So um, I received the original gold cart Legend of Zelda for, uh, I want to say, like, my fifth or sixth birthday. <laughs> There's a... There's a family video we would watch and rewatch of the year. My sister uh, was the one who got the NES. I was about two or three years old. I thought it was hilarious when you would miss in um, Duck Hunt and the dog would come up and laugh at you. Yeah, yeah. So I would just be like, just shoot at the screen. I want to see that dog. Um, and then I was the Nintendo freak boy uh, immediately. So, uh, yeah, I got that cart, and I have... A, a, with... You know, all, uh, all the—I forget if I said this on this take or the previous one—but like the way memory is subjective, and we like to conflate and tell stories. But most of this is accurate in my brain. Is I remember the day I beat The Legend of Zelda, the very first one. And we're talking. There's no. There's no player's guide. There's no just go to IGN.com and follow the walkthrough. Right. That game was. Here you are. Poke around. Uh, I have no idea how many hours it took me to get through that and figure out. How the f you get through the final dungeon, how, and, or even how to find the final dungeon? How to find? Yeah, because yeah, you got a like, bomb spectacle. I feel rock. like I just bombed and, f- and lit up every bush and rock yeah, in that game same, for sure. <laughs> uh, at five or six years old, uh, I remember, remember my friend Michael being over and watching me play and beat it. <laughs> uh, so I was I was obsessed, uh, and it, it's like, and my mom always tells the story to this day. She's convinced that the Legend of Zelda is how and the reason I learned how to read, yeah, because it was like one of the first video games that had more than like press start in terms of text, um, and and like replaying it as an adult, all the clues are in the text of like how to find things and, uh, it, but it's poorly translated and very minimalist, very abstract, but it is there. Yeah. But anyway, that's just my history with Zelda, and uh, you know, looking forward to this show releasing on Fridays when the season was like live. Uh, I, I have again a memory of that but uh, I, I don't know how truthful it is but the Friday just stuck out in my head and then when I was researching the show and they're like yeah it came out on Fridays the year it was releasing so cool. I don't yeah, know yeah. I feel like i, I that's pretty honest
1: <laughs> and I assume you kept up with the series as it progressed you played most of the mainline
2: titles I've played the shit out of everything except some of the handheld titles some of those middling handheld titles yeah. Capcom Game Boy over. Color stuff yeah um I've m i have i need to go back Oracles of Ages and Seasons yeah. and Minish Cap, I think I've missed. Other than that, played played the heck out of all of
1: them. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh I've I've skipped a couple of the handhelds too. I I'd never played uh Phantom Tracks uh or Spirit Tracks or whatever. I I, I don't even know. Phantom remember. Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Oh, that's what yeah. I got back to.
2: My mom got me a DS around when I graduated from college. Nice. Uh with a. With a copy of uh, the re-release of Chrono Trigger, the best release. Of Chrono that was Trigger. a good one. I played that on DS. Which that's is, when uh, I first played Chrono Trigger. That's a much later episode. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll
1: we'll get to that eventually. That's um, that's a really important video game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, just to kind of follow up, I, I've played all of the main console Zelda titles. Uh, I never played the CDI. I don't think anyone no. in our area code owns a CDI. Uh, and uh, after watching some gameplay footage of the Wand of Gamelon, yeah, I decided it wasn't <laughs> worth my time. Um, but yeah, so campers, we're going to get into it and talk about episode one of The Legend of Zelda. Uh, it's it's titled The Ringer. It was written by Bob Forward, who I thought that was a a pen name or like some 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 something that someone would want to write anonymously and they would just put it under that name, but no, Bob Forward. He's uh, you check his IMDb, you'll see he's he's got his hands all over the animation world of the late '80s. Uh, A prolific cartoon boy. Yeah he 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 loved he loved them talkies, <laughs> um, and yeah. So the Ringer. Uh, before we get too deep into this, it's it's worth noting that uh, Bob Forward worked on. He Man, the Masters of the Universe, and uh, there's a lot of similarities that I can see between this show
2: and the Legend of Zelda. Um, <laughs> there's there's elements that feel just immediately reskinned.
1: Yeah, uh, onto the yeah. show. <laughs> uh,
2: and I'm sure we'll
1: we'll we'll hit on some of those. But like right off the bat, like you're you're going to see a lot of similarities between Ganon and Skeletor in terms of a high pitched villain who
0: talks like this.
1: <laughs> uh, and uh a you know, a kind of uh braggadocio ineffective hero who uh is wildly over exaggerative of his accomplishments. Yeah.
2: Well we can we can get into that. I don't I don't know when to go into the backstory of that. But I, I've I've got some notes on that locked and yeah, loaded when yeah, we get well, there. <laughs> I'm sure like like the vegetables we eat, it'll come up organically.
1: <laughs> uh so the ringer, um uh, like most games in the series, this show begins with Link waking up, which is a pretty common storytelling tactic. You just start it with the beginning of their day. You know, woke up this morning, <laughs> woke up this
2: morning, got some triforce.
1: Yeah, and uh, Link, uh, he he lives he lives in Hyrule Castle, uh, so. We can assume that this has taken place if we're trying to fit this into the timeline of the games. Which I'm not interested in making sense of the Zelda timeline. Uh, I know that it's it's a lot of fun to sift through and try to make a square fit through a peg, uh, a square, yeah. a circle peg. You know how that is. Uh, but that's that's just not the the focus here. It's really just we're watching this. Yeah. And we know that at the time the show came out, we had the first two Zelda games. And, you know, the first one ends with Link rescuing Zelda and defeating Ganon. And the second one begins, Ganon's dead and Zelda's in a coma.
2: Yeah, for some reason. For some reason. I don't remember.
1: So it's hard to say if this is taking place after part two, where Ganon is already brought back to life as well, or if uh, we shouldn't worry about it. I think that's kind of the way we're going to go. Is just we're not yeah. going to worry
2: about it. I'm trying to look up if you are that type of person. Um, Ooh, if you if you have something to say about
1: the Zelda timeline, why don't you write to us at CampVideoGames at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and let us know. Uh, you know your take on the Zelda uh,
2: canonical
1: progression.
2: Um, no, I was trying to find if you are that kind of person. Who likes uh, like lore theories? I'm uh, first off. I'll, I want to set up. I'm not that guy. I'm partially stalling and partially want to explain. Well,
1: I'll uh, just say I'm the, I'm the opposite. I love lore and I love uh, like I love the the process of making sense of nonsense because that's what a lot of lore is. Where they're just, you're just trying to fill in the blanks. You're trying to create purple with a little bit of blue, a little bit of red. Trying to make it the right shade, and sometimes it doesn't come out, and that's okay.
2: Yeah uh so this is interesting because i am the opposite i am a lifelong media obsessive and critic and uh took a lot of courses in college on script analysis and the main takeaway there is like if it ain't in the script it didn't happen uh if it is in the script it has to happen um which in like online like modern lore theory means uh on one hand that that stuff kinda drives me crazy. I hate when people present it as like, this is this is the actual connections and mm-hmm. blah 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 that yeah. I figured out based on my own speculation. Um I was trying to find there is a YouTube channel I've been having fun with recently and I, I can't find the name of it, so I'll either comp it in later or put it in the show notes. That they do uh there's this series of Zelda lore that they call heavy speculation. Okay. Um, and the, it is kind of fun. I like it just because it's soothing. <laughs> like more than anything, it's it, the way this woman talks and speculates. Uh, uh, but uh, that's that's just I just wanted to set that up. That's not the way I'm gonna approach right, it, show right. Very often. Well, if or if, the games, if
1: if we're gonna if we're gonna pick straws here, um, we could say. Let's just go ahead and say this takes place between one and two, because but I would
2: agree with th- they, that. They, if I they, was gunned to my head, <laughs> they have
1: they have the Triforce. You have to pick the you have to gather the eight pieces of the Triforce of Wisdom in the first Legend of Zelda. Uh, and now that they have it, they're sitting pretty. And uh, Ganon, is kind of defeated, but he's not. You know what? It doesn't have to make sense. Right. It's a cartoon for kids, and we are
2: those kids we've grown up well and this is yeah this is where the grown-up who uh while i am still a junior camp counselor i have spent time working in media and journalism and that part of me does have to fill in the blanks that uh bob forward and company which i learned from a uh i think was it polygon yeah yeah they did did a great article
1: january 2023 they released uh, a really great uh like retrospective of the zelda tv series they
2: did a great oral history of the series uh, and he explained uh, that they he no one involved really in making and writing the show had played Zelda. They were given a show bible of like, this is what the world of Zelda is, uh, and beyond that, they were like, have fun with it, which is really interesting because that is not how Nintendo controls their intellectual property. One might even uh,
1: say Nintendo learned their lesson after this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so... That is to say that we could sort of put it in that place in the timeline of Zelda, which there is a canonical Zelda timeline up through, um, I think, Skyward Sword, which released with the like encyclopedia around 2011-2012. Hyrule Historia. Yeah. Um, and so we could kind of tuck the show in. The show's not included in that. But they were working from limited options yeah. with Nintendo like off their back, which, again, is just... It's mind-boggling Not that they had the they freedom do to do that. I don't know if uh, it was this series or the first Super Mario Brothers movie that made Nintendo go, we've got to hold lock and key on how our intellectual property is handled in the West because they don't understand it. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's like um, how the Dr. Seuss estate, uh, after they saw the, the Jim Carrey... Uh, um, oh, it was either the Grinch... Jim Carrey was the Grinch or Mike Myers was the cat in the hat. I think it was the Grinch where, wait, did he do the Grinch? Dr. Seuss? Yeah. Yeah. Jim Carrey was the Grinch. Um, uh, but that's a Dr. Seuss, right? Yes. Um, after the, after that movie came out, the Dr. Seuss estate was like, we're never going to do a live action. Dr. Seuss, like again, because it just doesn't translate.
2: Right. And like, you know, studios learn their lessons. Um, and as we record this, that new animated Mario Brothers movie is is about to come out, and I think that looks like they've they've squared the circle now uh, of how to present uh, to a worldwide audience like the intellectual property of Nintendo and generationally. Yeah. Uh, like I was like my my n- nephews are hooked on all things Mario. It's yeah. A huge huge intellectual property at this point. And watching the trailers, I'm like, they're gonna love this. And like, if I, you know, happen to go with them, I'd probably have a good time too. You know,
1: I'd say you're gonna be contractually obligated to watch it in a couple of, <laughs> That's of a months. Good point. You know? yes. Um, let's let's get into episode
2: one, the ringer. So, uh, yeah, to just we'll probably uh, do less up. setup in the future episodes. Yeah, yeah, but for the, sure. For the beginning of the series, I feel like that was important. Yeah, well, take it away. Yeah. So,
1: so Link wakes up in Hyrule Castle. He's got his own bedroom. He's got his own jam jams uh nope no pants nope (laughs) uh but you know he's got a long t-shirt i i had a long t-shirt uh that i would wear a lot as a kid it it had um uh intel processing on it it was one of my dad's shirts but i would wear i i don't i don't understand how computers work i didn't inherit that but i thought intel was just the best (laughs) it was a long t-shirt that came down to my knees and I would just wear that. But I would I would wear uh I had some really good teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh tidy whities Or tidy greenies, I guess. <laughs> um but Link doesn't seem to he seems to go full kilt in this. Uh
2: yeah, it's not even full kilt. I I'm like I, I would love to add to that polygon oral history what was the costume design choice for Link outside of his classic Kokiri uh tunic. Yeah. <laughs> because uh that that uh, pajama choice was—it's something.
1: It's startling, and I—I um, <laughs> I, I went through the trouble of uh, watching the opening scene, which we're about to get into, uh, where you know, I watched it at quarter speed so that I could <laughs> I could pinpoint the one frame because there's they're from from minute one they are just tempting the viewer with upskirt shots of Link. Mm-hmm. And they, they set it up so many times, and that's all intentional. It takes a lot of work to animate a cartoon, multiple frames per second. It's all in, it's all done by adults who know what they're doing. They went to like school for this. They worked really hard, yeah. and they kept pushing these upskirt shots of Link, um, which is interesting, uh, as uh, in in the Zelda universe, uh, Link wears the skirts and Zelda wears the pants. <laughs>
2: that is good yeah, that is a good observation. And uh I'll also note that this is an overlap of the era of uh fan service into anime, but this was like an entirely um I believe Western production. Deke uh the, the animation studio and publishing studio that controlled this show I was trying to figure out uh, a little bit of their background because in in the in my head I'm like mixing them up a little bit with uh, I'm gonna get the pronunciation of his name wrong, Heim uh, Saban. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know
1: him from like Power Rangers. Yeah, uh, and he he did a lot of stuff. Uh, Israeli
2: man. Yeah. Um. So that's like. Uh, quite literally a (laughs) in-between sort of like the the culture's production studio um but deke i I don't know anyway and i bring that up just just to say like yeah horniness was on the rise in animators uh in anime at the time uh and i mean i haven't revisited like american western cartoons much because that just doesn't really interest me i don't think there's like a lot of Artistic value to like most of it. Most of it was just disposable. We got to sell these toys. Yeah, sure. Unless it's a video <laughs> game adaptation, yeah. then that's just pure gold. Then that's really important, and you should listen to a podcast about it on the regular.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's, it's recommended
2: for sure. <laughs> um,
1: but the the upskirt, the horniness, the general like lasciviousness of Link, uh, is is telling of the time. I wouldn't say times were different. I would just say things were more tolerated back then. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Link. He wakes up in Hyrule Castle. He's got a room. He seems to be kind of bummed that he's not homeless anymore.
2: <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I'm sleeping in a bed, like like an idiot. Yeah, um, which uh, that speaks. I think that's one of the few things that does kind of speak to the character. He's a boy of the wilds. He enjoys the breath of the wild. Yeah, yeah. He's got morning breath of the wild. Yeah, I mean, the most settled into a home. I think we see him in a game. Uh, is a Twilight Princess. Yeah, he's like
1: a, he's like a teen bachelor, like living like in his own little bachelor yeah. pad. But
2: it's be- it's very provincial, Ordon Village, right? I forget the name I think of that's it, where it, but is. It, it is a very provincial, provincial like uh, in the wilds uh, like lifestyle, as well as like Ocarina of Time. So like that's that's in character. Yeah, and you know um,
1: he's uh, he's sleeping in a bed. He wakes up. That's how most of the games start, Zelda. Usually, Zelda is like psychically waking him up, or he's waking him from a bad dream, or some some something is calling him out of bed. He's got to wake up, start his day. Uh, in this case, he just wakes up and he's like, "Ugh, I gotta live in a house with people, <laughs> but at least there's a babe with
2: comfort." <laughs> yeah,
1: and um, he he shares his room with the Triforce of Wisdom, which uh, in the games is uh, portrayed as like a golden. Relic of the goddesses. It's uh, just a golden triangle, and this one, it's it's uh, magical blue. Uh, you know how magic is blue and shiny, uh, which is interesting thing about Breath of the Wild. Like all of the Sheikah technology is blue.
2: Oh yeah, we can get deep into yeah, that. We'll, we'll, we'll get into on. that. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that later. I've sure. got thoughts. I've got I've got <laughs>
1: several pages of notes on everything we're talking about. But uh, um, it's weird. The Triforce of Wisdom, right? You know, in in the games, it's just it's just an artifact. It's a, it's, you know, it's a, uh, it's the Holy grail of sorts. It's, it's a piece of the puzzle, at least. And in, in this, in the show, it's uh it's a, it's a, it's a talking. It's a character. It, they, they, they gave the, they gave the artifact some lines.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and also worth noting that there are only two pieces of try force. Yes. Yes. In the show, which, uh, again, to speak to, they were just given a show Bible or a game Bible basically to write from. I I should have done better research to figure out how much of, in the lore of Zelda one and two, um, the the idea of the Triforce was written because my my memory is that uh, in the first Zelda, it's like understood that like the, the two pieces of Triforce, and I' forget if they name them power, uh, courage, wisdom, there's two intact, and you're putting together one that broke.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're you're gathering Zelda's Triforce of Wisdom because in the, the game's lore, uh, Link, Zelda, and Ganon are the three facets of uh, Link being courage, Zelda being wisdom, Ganon being power. Uh, Ganon already has possession of the Triforce of Power. That's his source of power. Zelda has the Triforce of Wisdom, and I think we'll find out as the show goes along, that Link has the Triforce of Courage in him all along. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not about. It's about the Triforce of w- Courage that you made along the way.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but it's just weird that like, you know. So Link, he's he's guarding the Triforce in in this show. He's he shares a bedroom with it, uh, and the Triforce of Wisdom. It, it's kind of like uh, it's sentient. So it's just like sharing his room all the time, and it sees him, I assume, and it seems to be able to interact with him, but it doesn't just speak up. It seems to only speak when spoken to, which is an interesting dynamic, because it's just this, like... For something
2: blessed upon him by the goddesses.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Let's see. Uh, If we're going to... the corresponding goddesses, uh, we've got Din. She's the goddess of power, uh, which is personified through fire. That's Ganon. yeah. Uh, Nehru, she's the goddess of wisdom and water. That's what Zelda's got. Mm-hmm. And then Link he's, uh, he's got in and, and Ocarina of time we see it finally where the triforce appears on his hand because I think a lot of people are like, where it's triforce. where's the third triforce? And it was it was in Link's hand. Uh, uh, and that's um, Furore, uh, which is uh, personified through wind and that that's 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 link but uh yeah for now it's just just the triforce of wisdom she, she kind of just talks and
2: what what color is it in the show i don't recall she's blue yeah
1: yeah yeah um and I, I believe the triforce of power uh that ganon has is red which uh is actually startlingly nice. like you know <laughs>
2: it makes sense happy accident is what i'll call that
1: yeah yeah so yeah link he's disappointed that he's no longer homeless or at least <laughs> drifting or adventuring um but then he see he's got this framed photo of Zelda on his wall, and I'm like, I actually might frame this same portrait and just put that <laughs> up in my room. Um, but uh, he's he's definitely got the hots for Princess Zelda. He doesn't mind t- telling her and he talks to himself a lot, but that's pretty normal in cartoons when a cartoon character is just waking up. I, I know when I wake up, I wake up, I get out of bed, I'm naked except for a t-shirt. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, another beautiful day for me, Sean, <laughs> camp counselor, junior camp counselor yeah. at camp video games. Yeah. If only I was still a homeless guy drinking beer in the alley. <laughs> Man, I miss those days. <laughs> so Link is immediately
2: relatable, but he looks out his window. and who's he see? Oh, I know who he sees. He sees... He he sees, uh, his favorite little lady. Uh, let's see if, uh, I think it looks a little something like this.
1: Looking good, princess, especially from this angle. Oh!
2: Yeah, you know,
1: when, fellas, folks, let's talk about something right off the bat. Link is not a model of excellence. He is a, uh, you know, we're gonna. I think the word problematic is uh, often associated with this show, and that's
2: rightfully so. Well, probably mostly by us, the only people talking about this show in 2023, other than besides Polygon.
1: Polygon. <laughs> you know, But Link is not shy in expressing his physical attraction to <laughs> Zelda, and it's. Good to be forthright and to be honest about your feelings, but there are boundaries. And I'd really, actually, we should probably get like a couples therapist on at some point <laughs> to talk about to like yeah. you know do an assessment of of the dynamic between Link and Zelda. Yeah. Even though they're not a couple, they they seem to just be in that like constant flirtatious mode. Where because because Zelda does play 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 back a bit, you know? Yeah. But Link, he just wants a kiss. Just a kiss.
2: Yeah, which we can, um, I mean, speak to a little bit. I'll reference the the polygon uh, oral history one more time here that uh, I think writer bob forward he didn't have a lot of dynamic of the relationship between these two because even if he had played the game there's nothing you you just see a sprite of zelda for about 30 seconds at the end of the game after you've
1: spent hours to
2: beat the game alone (laughs) yeah Uh, just alone just a dude being a dude in the wild right uh and so what they did is they took a modern television series uh, called Moonlighting. Which yes, if if I was a very thorough, if I was a senior camp counselor, I probably would have watched that for research. But I'm I'm just working with their explanation. Uh, is that uh, the characters were played by Sybil Shepherd, and was it Bruce Willis? Yes, yes. And that was their dynamic. Was this sensual te- or sexual tension of there's this woman who the guy wants to treat as a damsel in distress and is trying to, like, constantly win her affection in a very sort of overbearing way, but she can handle her own. And that's the way you sort of, like, are able to counteract that in the narrative without it being too off-putting. Yeah. Um, And this show maybe leans into it a little too hard because you have to overplay things for children. But then as an adult reviewing it back, like, uh oh, <laughs> you know, it, and, and the era as well. They
1: really should have gotten Bruce Willis to voice Link in this. Oh hell yeah, that would have been that would have been a good move. You know, come out to Hyrule, have a few laughs. <laughs> um, so Zel, uh, she, she, she's the recipient of of some. I, I don't know. It's not even verbal abuse. It's uh, Link cat calls her straight up. He yeah. he straight up cat calls her. Does he whistle? He goes whoop whoop. No. But uh. Um, and then Sprite, she's the fairy character. Um, she immediately blames Zelda for the way she's dressed. That's why Link acted the way he did. And she covers her up, puts a puts a grandma robe on her. And, um, yeah, it seems like Link simultaneously loves and hates Zelda. He, like, he's desperate for her physical affection, but he's also so critical of her as a monarch he, he he would if if this was like if this was game of thrones and link talked to the princess that way they would have slit his tongue in half yeah. like they would have just killed or they would have just chopped his head off
2: yeah oh oh you mean talk to her like this excuse
1: me princess you know it's funny though he does bow when he's when he says that though he does <laughs> you know he gives her a little curtsy excuse me m'lady and he tips his Fedora.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's got powerful Fedora energy throughout oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the entire series. Um, so
1: then uh, after after Link uh, you know starts the day with a bit of misogyny, he uh, he gets attacked by moblins, which are little little pig boys. Yeah. And uh, you know, the the, the, the moblins they they're they're agents of Ganon. Uh, who's a big pig boy, and uh, uh, they they're trying to steal the Triforce of Wisdom for Ganon, uh, and it gets through. You know, this is this cartoon is like many cartoons of the time. Uh, our our hero has a sword, and he never uses it like a sword. Uh, think Ninja Turtles. You never mm-hmm. see Leonardo like slice people in half or anything. He's always using it to like cut ropes or to deflect. You know. To, to deflect attacks but he's never like stabbing people or slicing them unless they're robots maybe
2: yeah but which i uh, I'll, I'll say i don't remember if they discussed this in the the polygon uh, thing that i've been referencing but i i do have a lot of history and experience with nintendo's control over uh how like death is handled sure <laughs> and, and historically that, uh, and, and my earliest experiences with like deep narrative gaming being, uh, like Squaresoft's translations of Super Nintendo games yeah, like for the West, FF6, Chrono Trigger, exactly. Yeah. And you will not find in those early translations people talking about like killing, murder, blah, 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 blah when it like uh he's been sent to the underworld yeah that's yeah. like that kind of language and some of that is in the translation but a lot of it is nintendo still was like if you're put if you're publishing on our platform there is a certain sort of a way or a uh set of i don't know weird morality values that we pretend <laughs> on or whatever yeah they
1: they had a lot of um uh censorship of religious iconography violence uh, mentions of death uh, yeah just things you can not have drug use uh you know no tobacco alcohol it's very uh yeah, yeah you know um prim
2: and proper in yeah a way. that might be like one of the few controls they still held mm-hmm. over this show
1: <laughs> and well you know it's interesting because uh ganon um who we'll get to in a second uh he his his minions they don't die they just get zapped yeah. back to his lair uh, which is interesting, but so so Link, he's fighting these Moblins. They're trying to steal the Triforce. He, uh, you know, all it takes is a pillow fight to kill a Moblin. Apparently, <laughs> you know, you got a pillow fight and uh, you got a, a laser blast and yeah, sword. Yeah, got a
2: couple laser blasts in there.
1: Um, oh, and it's uh, it's 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 suggested that Link sleeps with his sword under his pillow. <laughs> Uh, Like because there's a shot where he's like grabs the pillow and the sword just comes right along with it so (laughs)
2: like a real man Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I sleep with a gun under my pillow. (laughs) I I, I
1: sleep with a gun pointed at my head (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay, so yeah the moblins they get defeated by a pillow fight laser blasts and one of them leaves behind a magic bow uh, Which is uh, you know uh, It's made out of bones um, Which is great, you know, it seems like breath of the wild they pick up on that aesthetic you can get some cool wooden and some cool bone weapons from your defeated enemies. Um, Link takes the magic bow and he stashes it in his uh, magical fanny pack. He's got and it's it's like it work. It seems to work like uh like the tents do in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. where it looks like one size, but it's like got infinite space on the inside. Or if you're a, a bigger nerd, uh, it's like the the TARDIS in. Uh, from Doctor yeah. Who.
2: Yeah, like, I don't know how hard they thought about that, but it is a good a way to quickly, narratively, visually solve for the encumberment problems. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Because in all of the video games, Link carries enough stuff to, like, fill the back of a pickup truck. In. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the fact that it just, it you know, magic, uh, the deus ex machina of, of storytelling, it, it just solves all your problems. Um So... After Link defeats the Moblins, Zelda comes knocking at his door, and uh, he immediately assumes that since he's fought off the Moblins from stealing the Triforce, that he has earned a kiss, because affection is a currency. <laughs> uh, and uh, Much like rupees. Much like rupees. Yeah, uh, you know, sex work is work, <laughs> but that's not the game Zelda's playing. Uh, she seems to understand the dynamic, but, and she'll even play along every once in a while, but, uh, Link is an entitled, grossly, like, maladjusted, um, teenager at this point, who is doing things only in ex- uh, with the ex- expectation of, of physical reward, uh, which is not a healthy, uh, relationship, uh, tactic. Um... Yeah, he, he seems to only really stick around because he's trying to get that kiss. You know? And what happens when he gets that kiss? Is he like, oh, old news? <laughs> he's I'm just gonna,
2: like, I'm good. I'm gonna I'm go to I'm mushroom... gonna go back to the wilds now.
1: I'm gonna go to the mushroom kingdom. There's another hot princess. <laughs> uh she might bake me a cake or something. <laughs> um, Zelda, she's she sees his room, which is uh, you know, left in disarray after his pillow fight and uh link uh he exaggerates how many moblins he defeated um it's funny that the show is um based loosely on on a show called Moonlighters, moonlighting, moonlighting, moonlighting. yeah because he's kind of gaslighting zelda <laughs> uh, Just uh, you know, no, no, there's like 15 marbles, babe. Yeah.
2: Babe, come on. Yeah, it's like you're in so much more danger yeah, than yeah. you really are. You don't understand, like, like I'm. You really need me. I'm really
1: important, babe. Um, so he's he's on he's on Triforce guard duty. You know, it seems like his glory days are behind <laughs> him as as an adventurer, as a drifter, as a vagabond, as a homeless guy. Uh, which you know. I've never been homeless, but I have lived in a tent, <laughs> and those were those were good days. I'll say that.
2: Well, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Is is that is something that is of the nature of the character of Link? He is. Um, maybe this is why I, I'm so drawn to back to like Zelda and the world of Zelda at this point in my life. Is like he is this like creature of solitude, <laughs> but who operates well as just a man alone against the wilds. The appeal
1: to me, uh, as a young person watching The Legend of Zelda, and this, is, this was uh, echoed really, really effectively by the Pokémon series, uh, is younger pre-teens, because I think, you know, in, 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 in the game, Link is a teenager at best, but it's these kids, they've got independence, they got no damn parents telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. They get to live on their own and like think about like, you know, Ash Ketchum. He's right. he's a he's a 10-year-old, 11-year-old boy. He he gets to just set off on his own, wander the countryside, catch them Pokémon. That's in like as a kid coming from like,
2: you know, a broken family. Like it's like the dream narrative it's, for a child. It's so like liberating. R- the to... original Pokemon Red and Blue. Yes. <laughs> Where you just like kids. Ah, oh, no, go ahead, kid. Go 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 drift. Uh-huh. And maybe uh, uh maybe I'm going too too emotionally deep Get, on this, go for the it, series, baby. but maybe that's what appealed to me so much so early on in it is yeah, I, you know, I was I was the youngest with older sisters and, and their friends who it, they they beat up on me a little bit. Which Josh, is, I feel you, baby. You know, I had something. an older sister, too. <laughs> and, you know, I was just constantly ridiculed in Catholic grade school that this escape where it's, like, me in solitude uh, as this avatar who is, uh, you know, powerful against the wilds uh is is so empowering as a kid and and like i'm saying the same thing anybody will say about like why is fantasy and sci-fi good (laughs) you know um but you know in this like pre-internet age the like abstraction of those worlds of like the original zelda game uh you fill in so many blanks in your imagination and that it's like it's so much bigger than what's quote-unquote, on the page. I, I think a lot of uh,
1: video gamers will feel a relation to this, where you turn on a video game, and they have given you a whole new world to explore. Uh, a game that... Again, like The Legend of Zelda, which was, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first video game to have a save function. Um, you know, battery, yeah. backup, save on the NES cartridge. Um, and that was... For for me as a kid playing Zelda Two specifically, uh, I can speak more authentically from that. Um, you know, I was a I was a kid. I was getting beat up by my big sister too, and I turn on this game, and all of a sudden I'm the hero. I'm the main character. There's no there's no parents telling me what to do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, you got dang,
2: gosh dang parents.
1: You've got full agency. I uh, just don't understand. <laughs> the parents they just don't understand. Um, and it's it, yeah it, it, I think empowering is the is the main focus of of what video games offer for kids you know you you are the decision maker and aside from a tutorial stage, no one's telling you what to do
2: yeah um yeah, and that's something that you know as much as I, I want kids still to read it's it's that's that's a different element that you don't get from books <laughs>
1: yes yeah, 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 for sure although you know um, we'll get into this. A lot more probably with our discussion of Breath of the Wild, but the most important part of Link, specifically as a hero from the video games, is that he doesn't say a word. Yes. Oh boy, does he say a <laughs>
2: lot in this show? Okay, yeah. Let's let's move down the pipeline of some words. Yeah, he has to yeah. Say. He, he's he's. I, um, I'm I'm distracting too much, waxing nostalgic here. He's quite loquacious. He's, uh, uh, he's got a lot to say.
1: And um, I, I recently read a fantastic book called The Psychology of Zelda. It's a collection of essays that uh, go into detail about the different interpretations through reading uh, Carl Jung, uh, Freud, um, Joseph Campbell, who was an acolyte of, of Jung. Um, and the main appeal of Link is that he's a blank slate and mm-hmm. you can project yourself onto him with link in the tv show he is that guy yeah. he, he's not some blank archetype he is that guy who can't stop talking about the that
2: hot chick he saw on the way here dude have
1: yeah. you see, like just see what she was worried bro he's- like
2: He's projecting a very specific form of in the in the zeitgeist of the moment American masculinity. Yes, yes,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. He's he's just uh, he's a little uh, fixated on on one specific thing, and that is a kiss. <laughs> and you know us boys, we love them kisses. We love them kisses. Uh, so, uh, Zelda tells Link. That he can't go outside and play today. It's a, a, even though it's a beautiful day, and even later in the episode, Ganon's like, "It's a beautiful day," <laughs> and you know, again, Ganon, he's not so bad. He's, yeah, he's just the other side of the card, really.
2: He's just a mischievous little fella. He just wants,
1: he just wants the, the forbidden knowledge. He's a, uh, you know, uh, oh shoot, he's um, he's like Prometheus, really. Mm-hmm. Like the search for knowledge, the search for. For the fire of the gods. Yeah. But uh speaking of Ganon, Zelda she says she's got she's gotta go and um judge a amateur magician's contest, which you know how that is every, every
2: day in every Hyrule. Day? It's just another goddamn amateur magicians contest and, that the princess has
1: to judge. And when Link finds out that he's got to stay inside and guard the Triforce, he just screams in rage, which is like, kind of off character for him at that point. Like he seems like a happy-go-lucky kind of guy, and then when he finds out he can't go out and play, he's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and then it cuts to show that Ganon's doing the same exact thing. Yeah, because he's in his he's in his. He's it's not it's not a man cave I guess it's a it's
2: pig cave yeah which you you noted during the commentary I want to make sure we pick up here is literally crossfades the exact same shot yeah. of the two characters yeah if
1: you'd like to listen to our commentaries please go ahead and uh, subscribe to our Patreon it's for five dollars <laughs> a month you can uh, hear all sorts of uh, commentary playthroughs and uh, more love you guys um Gannon he's in his he's uh, cave he's cave he's caving mm-hmm. um and uh is the moblins that link defeated they're uh they're floating in a 30 foot tall smoky glass orb it's perched atop some monster legs and there's a you
2: know face it's a dope design spikes it's and there's, um... a, there's a bat
1: on top of it <laughs> it's it's just all the cool villain Yeah, uh, on, on my mind
2: because i i played as much elden ring as i could stand yeah. uh to contrast against my return to breath of the wild it's a bit it's a it's a somewhat from softwareian design, uh, in like mm. this is a little uh, weird and monstrous for the world of Zelda. <laughs> well,
1: just imagine if, um, yeah, imagine if uh, there was a Zelda TV series that was produced by like Todd McFarlane.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, probably a more
1: yeah. That'd be that'd be pretty dope. Like everything's got spikes and like, yeah.
2: but it's just this one object. Yeah, it's just <laughs> this one thing.
1: Um. So yeah, Ganon, he's uh, he's teleporting around his cave, kind of like having a hissy fit. He's like blink blink blink. Rah! Um yeah, he, and his his magic, his magic is like bluish greenish uh and he's like he seems to be really mad at his moblins because they couldn't defeat Link and steal the triforce and he, he zaps them with some electricity, which seems to like you know the 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 rationale of this glass orb is uh uh it seems to be they don't die when Link zaps them. They get transported back to this glass orb, which seem it seems like when they're floating around in that, like they've they're like waiting to be resurrected or like teleported out of it. But Ganon zaps them and they just kind of disappear into smoke. Mm. But it seems like he's got this. He's got like he's got a full jar, a full big glass. Full orb, jar,
2: of piggy boys,
1: and he can blast them and then turn them into something else like the stalfos that he summons uh when he he disguises himself as an amateur magician as one does uh which seems to just he just puts a robe on puts his puts his hood up um and uh yeah yeah at this point the triforce of power talks to him and it's like you're no amateur magician. Like, Disco Stew's got to party. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, the Stalfos, they, they put on their hoods. They put Ganon on a, on a palanquin. And, um, he transports them into the forests outside of Hyrule Castle. Because apparently he cannot teleport into Hyrule Castle. He says at some point, like, my teleportation
0: powers are limited.
2: And, uh, well, that's that's a good catch, because I was just having the thought of, like, easy way to win an amateur magician contest, just, like, teleport right to the front of the line, and be like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Can anybody else here do
1: this? Well, I win. <laughs> well, well, we find out uh, as, as then we go to Hyrule Castle's courtyard, uh, and magicians, they're lined up to display their magical prowess to Zelda. Um, uh, the first spell we see is, like, Engorgio of a tomato, yeah, uh, and uh, you know that would like if that spell was put to proper use, that
2: would just solve world hunger. Like, yeah, but the way they handle it's just uh, has a very horny overtone, like much of the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Um, for the listeners at home, if you want to uh, look away from the screen when the the magician uh, does his his tomato spell, and just listen to. To the way that goes, is like, "Ooh, I could make it bigger!" And Zelda's like, "Oh my god, bloop! Oh no!"
2: But to their credit, very, very diverse uh, lineup of magicians in Hyrule. Oh yeah, uh, the- <laughs> it's very interesting. Well, I mean, they all have this like Merlin ass looking design to them, which is like, this isn't Zelda for me as a as a viewer. But, you know, hey, they, they look like, hey, these magicians come from all over the land.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's funny. They kind of sound like head camp counselor, mayonnaise. Like, <laughs> this is my favorite smell. It's, it makes my socks smell better. Don't talk too
2: badly about him. We'll get demoted.
1: He's not listening. He's, <laughs> he's in the bathroom right now. Um, yeah, so the tomato gets big. Save that for later, though, because uh, that's going to be an important part of the action. Um, and it blows up in Zelda's face. She gets covered in tomato juice. And again, if you want to just like compare this to like the actual monarchy, like that wizard would be executed <laughs> immediately for that kind of thing. But Zelda seems to run a pretty chill ship. Um, you know, I don't think there's state-sanctioned murder. In Hyrule? Yeah,
2: no, she's like, hey, this is all in good fun, you know? Sometimes sometimes you get tomato creamed as, as the monarch. You
1: know, I'm just gonna go on the record and say Camp Video Games is against the death penalty.
2: Against the death penalty, against the monarchy. Um, yeah, let's get that on record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, all... All princesses
1: are bad. <laughs> APAB. Um, so, okay, Z- Ganon, he, he uh... He announces himself. Uh, he's got a pretty grand entrance. He's like getting walked in by like servants. He's he's like, is this the magician competition? And Zelda tells him to wait his turn. After he <laughs> he displays that he's a magician by summoning a bird in his hand. And Zelda, she's like, yeah, who hasn't seen that before?
2: Yeah. And real, she, real Joe Blowthaws that he's <laughs>
1: pulling there. And. After Zelda loses interest and tells him to go wait his turn, he turns the bird into a bat, or a, it might be a, a keese. keese. Yeah. Um, at that point, I don't know if they had established that as a, a enemy name. I know I re- I remember learning keese from uh, Ocarina of Time because that was when Navi would, the fairy would tell you the name of the enemies when you press C up, which was pretty dope. Um, and yeah, like he he sends that bat to go run recon on, on the Triforce and see, uh, if, uh, if it's, if it's ripe for the taking, um, we then kind of follow the keys up to link's bedroom. He's talking with Sprite. He's like, how do I get Zelda to like me? <laughs> and, and Sprite, she's putting her fellow woman down. She's like, Oh, forget Zelda. Like you want, Weird. you want a, you want a piece of, this little
2: fairy. Too weird. Too yeah. weird. I'm sorry. The tiny fairy uh, also being in on the weird love triangle infusing sexuality into a children's show. Too weird for me. That's yeah. when I'm like,
1: okay. Uh, this, is, this is bizarre. <laughs> you know, I, and uh, there's a, a interesting parallel, too, with... Um, and This is a very much a Peter Pan thing, where Tinkerbell was in love with Peter. Yeah. And she was like... She resented... Uh, Uh, Wendy, the little girl that was taken with her brother. Yeah, that would be the one. And um, I'm thinking um, uh, from the Robin Williams film Hook, which is, you know, Peter Pan as an adult going back to Neverland, uh, Julia Roberts played Tinkerbell in that. And same vibes where Julia Roberts is like, if I was tall, would you love me? And then she gets tall in the movie Hook. And Peter... Kind of like you know, like she kisses him and he doesn't kiss her back, and it's just this weird thing where it's like, what's the physics of like, how do you how do you consummate that? Yeah, uh, enough said on. Don't want
2: to think any more about that.
1: Yeah, um, she puts sprite. She like puts Zelda down. She's like, yeah, forget Zelda. You want, you don't like short girls. She sounds kind of like Harley Quinn or something. Like eh, yeah, Mr.
0: J.
2: Um, I do want to just quickly verify. In the original uh, manual for the original Legend of Zelda... Preach. Uh, Keese is the name of the bat. All right, sick. Uh, Vire is the name of the bigger one. Vyre is a devil that controls the keeses. When Link cuts it with his sword, it turns into two keeses. Keeses have little attacking power, but Vyre is a little stronger. Okay.
1: <laughs> Thank you for that clarification, Junior Counselor. Um... Moving along, um, we then go to we go back to the Hyrule Castle courtyard. Another amateur wizard uh, conjures a small lizard into Zelda's hand. Uh, basically, just doing the same spell that Ganon did, except instead of a bird, it's a lizard. So kind of old hat already. Yeah. But you know conjuration like that's that's a cool magic yeah. set, subset. That is a strong school of
2: magic. Yeah, yeah, D&D. yeah. Why not? Well, you know, if, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You
1: know, and uh, on that this this amateur wizard he 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 conjures the, the the lizard and then Ganon uses an alteration spell and he turns the lizard into a dragon. And this is a big fire breathing saint peter dragon like
2: <laughs> or if i may still referring to the original instruction manual of the legend of zelda a aquamentis a type of dragon that some call a unicorn as well as having lots of attacking power it's a fearful opponent <laughs> period it emits beams period that's an entire side. nice I mean, it emits beams now you know, just deal with them
1: i remember there's a three-headed dragon in the legend of zelda as well yeah is that
2: we will see that later in the animated series. Yes. And later in a dungeon in the original Zelda.
1: We'll, yeah. we'll probably say it's in episode 10 of <laughs> Legend of Zelda.
2: It not even hear it uh, over there. <laughs> you know, not that I
1: remember. Um, so this dragon, it's it's doing some dragon. It's dragoning around. It's, it's breathing fire. It's roaring. It's being tall. That bothers people, you know? <laughs> Dragons are maligned. Um, and it's at this point where uh, Link, he, uh, he hears Zelda scream in terror. And it, by God, he does not understand that this is an attempt to get him away from the Triforce. Yep. Because he jumps out that window.
2: Oopsie. Oopsie. Self-defenestration. self Never a strong move when you have to defend a Triforce.
1: You know, he had one job. <laughs> and he he, you know... He gave it up for love. <laughs> it, or at least a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Little kisses. And, uh, yeah, Link jumped out the window. Uh, he cuts a rope with his sword, and he swings into action. Uh, he, uh, if, if this was made in a different time, he would just be stabbing that dragon in the, the neck or the head. But instead he materializes the shield uh and and he's deflecting that fire yeah and
2: which uh, i don't i don't know if this is the first appearance of the shield but it does have the like very crusader era cross on it which uh oh, i used to know the lore of why they did this design in Zelda but that is from again the original game had the cross on it uh I don't think we see the Hylian shield design which has now become canon throughout yeah, the Yeah, like the blue until. and
1: yellow. I think that's in Link to the Past. Link to the
2: past. Yeah. And then it like really gets defined as this is the Hylian shield uh in Ocarina time. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. Um Yeah, you know, you know, Link, he's uh he's he's bearing the cross. <laughs> soldier of Christ, baby. He's a soldier of Christ. He's he's there to um defeat the heathens spread the good word yeah (laughs) um and yeah so uh he's like blocking the fire he's like i can't get a shot off and so zelda she she uh she like alley-oops him she alley-oops him a, a, a silver dish she throws the dish and so link can shoot his laser blasts off the dish and then ricochets into the dragon and um yeah, so he he's able to laser blast that dragon and it shrinks back. Um I I don't remember if they showed that the lizard like walking off after that or if he just like, you know.
2: Yeah, do lizard.
1: <laughs> you know uh, um when there there's some warning signs uh for like young people uh to like when they like showed problematic behavior that like could later like register as like the early warning signs of like a serial killer or sociopathic tendencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, animal abuse is, like, top right. on the list there. So let's just keep an eye on Link, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Dragon defeated Zelda. What does she do? Does she shower praise <laughs> on Link? No, dog. She chides him. <laughs> Why do you not... You're not protected the Triforce, dude. Yeah. You are the only person I assigned to protect the Triforce. Even though I'm in charge of a kingdom, I've suddenly got an army. I've got... Soldiers, I've got knights. No, just Link. Just yeah. Just this one dude. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Sprite, she's back with the Triforce, and she's she's she realizes that Ganon's coming for the Triforce, and and so they they hear they hear the cry of Sprite, which I mean she's she's like the size of a cup of coffee, maybe
2: <laughs> if that, and
1: yeah. she's got she's got the vocal cords that they can hear her screaming from from up in the tower and uh yeah you know ganon after he ascends the tower that's when he's like takes his hood off he's like yeah it's ganon he could have just kept it on but you know (laughs) we got we got to be sure who's doing the bad stuff here
2: that's a that's a yeah a prime thing is a villain wants to be known for their exploits at a certain degree. <laughs>
1: it's true. It's true. It's why so many uh, killers return to the scene of the crime. Right. <laughs> um, but Ganon, he just flicks Sprite out of the way. Like, she's like, you know, a booger. Uh, and, um, yeah, then the Triforce, she like spits some mad rhymes at Ganon. She's like, bad dudes are no good or something, you know, don't be coming around my neighborhood. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Ganon steals the Triforce of Wisdom and jumps out the window. Like, this Link's window is, like, they, they should just put, like,
2: like it a launching a pad. Yeah, yeah
1: like because, <laughs> like, like, everyone's jumping out of Link's window. They, they
2: need to reckon with the amount of, of jumping from that window that's yeah. happening and, and yeah. put in some sort of ADA compliance.
1: Or at least, like, um, oh, what is it when you, like... Uh, a rope ladder? Uh, well, when you, like, slide on a rope, uh, like, with the, the the handles
2: and the turbine thingy. Oh man, <laughs> sure, it, that's yeah. I'm thinking of like how you escape from a plane. <laughs> no, it, um, a rope, it's like there's a
1: rope going from one thing to the next thing, and then a zip line, a zip line, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. yeah Link needs a zip line, <laughs> dog. Um, so yeah, Zelda and Link, they're like, oh my god, Ganon's got the Triforce, like, we had one job (laughs) and uh so zelda she she goes to that amateur magician who's doing the tomato spell she puts a seed in the crack in 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 the the ground and the 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 magician casts the spell and it's like jack and the beanstalk this big this big root just shoots out of the ground she ties a rope to the top of it and ties it to a, a secure point so that she's basically creating a catapult Uh, to ride and her her and link they 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 hold on to this thing link chops the rope and they get like they get catapulted uh over the castle walls and then they fall through some trees and then link lands and then zelda lands on him and then he
2: uh he's like hey
1: (laughs) saved your life (laughs) again babe like
2: well, that is like one thing worth noting real quick is the, the dynamic of, of the Zelda character, which we've been talking about how like she's not a damsel distressed. No, not at all. And Probably the most progressive part of this she, show. Yeah, she does play the role in the series of wisdom, obviously. Um, and it's usually in the form of guidance. And in this show, they, they do give her a more active role. And it was probably out of a fa- more out of a factor like it's a cartoon show. We have got to make it visually exciting. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, it's like kind of works. It,
1: it works. It's she makes a decision that you would think Link would be making, like yeah. the, the brash, exactly. like you know, like not thinking about the aftermath. Just like I got to do this thing.
0: Yeah,
2: um, because and like so much of the dynamic of every Zelda game is uh, solving uh, puzzles within the uh, things you discover through new inventory. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and she, she takes on some of that role.
1: It's, it's great because um, if we're going to talk a little bit about maybe Tears of the Kingdom and the hype leading up to that game's release, um, so many people want Zelda to be a playable character. Mm-hmm. And in this show, she's being treated as a playable character. As, yes. Right? Like, <laughs> you know, you got Player One, Player Two, and they both have the same amount of like agency and resources. How, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, again, like I really think Zelda, the treatment of Zelda as a competent warrior princess, like sh- it's the most progressive thing the show does yeah. where she's not just
2: a what's between understand. her legs. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so they, they're in the woods. They're chasing Ganon. Um, Link gives Zelda the magic bow. That he got from the Moblins at the beginning of the episode, and again, as you go through Zelda, the the video game series, if Zelda uses a weapon, it's usually a bow. Yeah, I think they started that with Wind Waker. Yeah, Um, but then, like you know, in Ocarina of Time, she gives Link the light arrows. In Wind Waker, she shoots the light arrows, and uh, it's just it's it's you know that that started with this show.
2: Yeah, uh, Hyrule Warriors. She, uh, which is the latest, most playable version of Zelda as a character. uh, She is a bow wielder. Cool.
1: I have not played that yet. Is it good?
2: I, I, I burned sixty or so hours on it. Um, It's interesting uh, that it is a very canonical prequel to Breath of the Wild, but like the. The I don't know like the gameplay of it is. Eh, it looks like a redundant. Dynasty Warriors kind of game. Yeah, it's 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 one hundred percent. It is that uh um. It's the word I'm looking for. It's like that developers uh, yeah style. Like they don't really um. What's the word I'm looking for? They don't really evolve that model very much from game to sure. game. So it's like once you've played it for a couple of hours, the actual gameplay is like oh, okay. But I, I stuck around for like, uh, oh, there's this is kind of cool to get the prequel story of what happened a hundred years ago. Yeah, that, that's um, that's the
1: main reason I want to play yeah. play. I'll, <laughs> I might, I might probably,
2: oh, I will play that. in the next Anyway, that months. was that was a bit of a derailment. But back to back to the action of this episode. Yeah,
1: dude. So um, surrounded by Stalfos, which are the the skeleton warriors, um, Link, uh, you know. What would you do in this situation? You're surrounded by by all these enemies oh. and you got your back you got your best buddy with you. 100%. What are you going to do?
2: What do I do? I'm going to wrap a belt around the two of us to make sure we're stuck together. Yeah, dude, uh, obviously. That's just
1: tactics. <laughs> yeah. <obviously. laughs> Strategy. Um so they belt themselves together back to back to fight off this horde of bad guys. And um yeah, Zelda, she's a competent fighter. She's holding her own. She's kicking dudes. She's shooting laser arrows at them and um you know she's anything but a damsel in distress yeah I, the only thing she's really distressed about is like the problematic behavior of her partner <laughs> yeah um which again she holds her own for sure she does she she checks him at every time she, you know although she should be like you gotta you gotta stop with this behavior link like you know they just need to have a really like sincere talk. There seems <laughs> to be a lot of like, like jovial. Like oh, you know, links will be links. Yeah. Uh, there's um, some fighting, some action, uh, and Zelda uh, shoots Ganon with the magical bolt from the bow. His uh, his his robes they get set on fire. Um, yeah. and he. He didn't get the memo about. No, uh, he just dabs at. Stop, him. drop, and roll. He, he just kind of, yeah, he's like, no, no! Um, and uh, he grabs the Triforce and he escapes to the secret entrance to his underground cave. Um, but Link, he just throws a bomb into the entrance. And in reality, like, if you're trying to save something, the last thing you want to do is throw a bomb at it. <laughs> yeah (laughs) because like is well you know this this begs the question is the triforce like you know is it like made of like impermeable metal or is it like you know just like crystal magic or what is it you know like what's it made of like is it like like the one ring can it be destroyed by mortal hands or does it need to be just you know whatever he throws a bomb and it, it it perfectly flies out Cartoon logic. Yeah. You throw the bomb in; it hurts the bad guys, but it saves the artifact. <laughs> that, that's the last thing you want. And uh, you know, so now that they've um, bombed Ganon's bunker, uh, Link he demands a kiss from Zelda, mm, and as she, one does. she uh, <laughs> she's lined up. She's she's up. She's up to bat. Um, but then Sprite intervenes at the last moment, unties their belt, they fall apart. Because Zelda's like, Link, like, you gotta untie me. <laughs> and he's like, baby. Babe. And then they, like, close. Their eyes close. Fucking Sprite just... <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. J. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then... We go to uh the underground cave, Ganon. He's he's uh he's with his fallen minions and they're floating around listlessly in the giant jar orb. Yeah. And uh he,
2: he vows revenge. Very much that, that scene you've always gotta have of like, by the way, kids, we've hit the reset button and we'll be back next week. I'll get you, Captain <laughs> <Exactly>. Planet! <laughs>
1: Um, and that's that's episode one of The Legend of Zelda, the ringer they, and I, you had to explain the title to me because i i I just don't it's a bad yeah. title for well
2: me. yeah I, I will reinforce it. I don't think it was a great choice. I mean the entire episodes the entire design and plot of the episode is a little bizarre it it hits a lot of beats really fast like uh, you have like Act one, uh, Link gets attacked, um, and I guess that sends this signal to the, the big bad Ganon, to, okay, that wasn't enough, for some reason I need to infiltrate under stealth. Act two, oh, there's a magician contest? Absolutely. Um, which is Amateur, amateur magician. Yeah, amateur magician, uh... Which is, I, that, like, part is very flimsy. It's it's the fact that, like, there's two peak, like, arcs uh, of, like, that, uh, of combat. Actually, I mean, three. Every act has, like, a combat peak and fall to, like, ah, let's try to get... It it's just a lot packed into,
1: what, 12 minutes? Um, I, th- I think the total run time was around 16 minutes. <laughs>
2: okay. Um... So it is a lot to digest, but as, as we've said here, it's like, you know, for guys who were just given a game Bible, never played the game, and said, oh, let's figure it out. Uh, there's a lot of like narrative communication of all these dynamics, and it's honestly probably was to their advantage to be like, let's just ape this thing that's already on TV uh, to set up these character relations. <laughs> and then it's like, Boom, we've got it set for episode one. We could do this a thousand more times if we need to. Yeah, I mean, the
1: general format for the show seems to be uh, Link and Zelda protect the Triforce from Ganon, who tries to steal it. Yeah, And then as the show goes on, um, Link and Zelda will try to steal Ganon's Triforce as well. So it's not just them playing defense. There's going to be some offense as well. (laughs) But as we all know, the best offense is a good tomato spell.
2: That's right. Always and forever. Uh, I I don't know how we uh, wrap here because well we were talking about doing two episodes but we really (laughs)
1: this one this is a big good one so we're we're probably just gonna sit on this
2: yeah (laughs) um
1: well that does it for episode one of Camp Video Games uh campers uh, be sure to listen
2: every time we do this is that good or else. I don't know. Thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah, I'm just going to enjoy sitting by the fire and just taking that all in. Oh, hold on. I'm going to take some marshmallows out. I'm going to take some mescaline. Do you want a juice box?
0: (laughs) If you'd like to write to us, send a message to campvideogames at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at campvideogames. If you want to become a real happy camper, you can support Camp Video Games on Patreon. For $5 a month, you'll be granted access to even more discussions about movie-based video games, game-based movies, full-length commentaries, playthroughs, and more. Whether you sign up or not, we're glad to have you here at Camp Video Games.